0: In just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The original bro, the king of bros in that riddle here.
1: We know what I like to do. Let's go in (laughs) raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here and Larson and welcome back to going in raw the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here youtube.com forward slash steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it if you're watching us on the youtube if you're listening to us in the audio realm leave us a rating review or a comment it goes a long way towards helping going in raw grow uh, we're also available. We shoot these things live on the Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Throw us a follow there. And if you throw us a sub, we'll throw you some bonus content. Friendo Club TV is where it's at, man. And you can get bonus content. Uh, you can get those episodes of Friendo Club TV by giving us a Twitch sub, uh, by uh, uh, throwing us some love as a YouTube channel member, or uh, on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash... Steven Larson, speaking of which, we do have a couple new patrons. Uh, Derek Paris France, Mr. Grimes, Joe, Mr. Lipkin Prime is back. Uh, Gregory Faella is back. I don't know if I mentioned Atomic Sunday. What a great name. That is a good name. And then Kelsey Seymour. Thank you so much for all your support. Thank you, thank you, thank
2: you, thank you, thank you.
1: Today, of course, is Pin Loser Draw on Frendo club tv who will unseat alex c the very two first
2: time two time champion two time, alex
1: c two time by the way if anybody has uh so we started including twitch subs to the to the cast of people uh, eligible to watch friendo club tv if you haven't been getting notifications but if you've thrown us a twitch sub over the past like 30 days or whatever it is uh uh please feel free to hit me up uh on the twitter at mf steve here let me know uh and i might have a tip or two for you for one thing, check your Twitch settings for email notifications to make sure those are turned on, uh, and then sometimes the emails go to your your spam box, and and so check that as well. Usually, it's one of those two things. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, is there anything else that I didn't mention? I think that about sums it up. All right, man. Let's do, let's dive into this NXT episode. Sure. Uh, we're uh, about two weeks away from a little bit less than two weeks away Yeah, a week from Sunday from yeah. The, uh, in your house. Uh, it feels like next week's episode of NXT. There's again, there's like two like extended recap segments. It was like, what is it? Prime yeah. target. Yeah. Um, and so I think next week's NXT episode is going to be a little on the light side. That being said, this week's episode I'll be honest with you, man. I mean, I, I I know I might be one for hyperbole, but this might be my favorite episode of wrestling in the in the uh, empty arena era that I've wow. seen. I thought that it was it was all over the place. It felt like there was nothing but energy going on. I had a mini heart attack when Shotzi Blackheart almost killed herself. Oh yeah, that coffin drop type thing. Yeah, uh, but I and then that cage match I thought was was really really just terrific. Yeah, that stuff. was
2: tons of fun. That was tons of fun. Uh, um, I thought it was really good. And uh, considering how it played out, uh, seemingly made uh, tons of sense. If that is a uh, Matt Riddle's NXT Swan Song.
1: Yeah, I was thinking of a. So, I mean, it's look, man, it's out there. I was thinking of changing the the name and thumbnail for that episode of News Brief we did two days ago mm-hmm. uh, to just put Matt Riddle on the thing and saying Matt Riddle might be headed to SmackDown. Is that or should I just wait a couple days? Yeah, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> sure, <why not? laughs> okay. Because like in two days, I don't know, people might want to be, or tomorrow night, people might want to be surprised by Matt Riddle showing up on SmackDown. If that happens, if that happens, we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe it yeah, won't we happen. Don't we don't know. Maybe it's not going to happen. What if they give him the EC3 treatment over there? Ugh. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the saddest thing? That would be awful. That'd be awful. horrible. Um, but, oh, my, yeah, what a send-off. Uh, Timothy Thatcher putting Matt Riddle asleep uh, there in the cage after having, what, like three of his teeth knocked out. Kicked out, yeah. Kicked out. Uh, blood everywhere. Man, they were not shy about the fake blood. Um, no. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Matt Riddle coming off, uh, doing that corkscrew off the. Uh, uh, yeah, the floating bro, that was great. That, that was, was rad. Bro. Yeah, Timothy Thatcher looks like, like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this man. It was, I mean, they they were they had a very specific name for this structure. They called the fight pit. Fight pit. Yeah, uh, and I hope they bring it back. I think it was really cool.
2: Yeah, me too. I mean, it's it's it, it's a very specific stipulation. I think for very specific competitors,
1: for sure. Yeah,
2: this isn't something you could do just for uh uh you know you're running your rank and file. NXT talents, this needs to be, you know, Matt Riddle, former UFC fighter, Timothy Thatcher, uh, trained by Josh Barnett, noted catch wrestling specialist. It's perfect competitors uh, to participate in the first match. You can't just have any any two NXT
1: stars tossed in the
2: fight pit, I feel like. Mm-hmm. They got
1: to have the legit fight background. They need the credentials. They have to have the ingredients to get yes, into the, the fight pit. The bona fides. The bona fides, exactly. There's a, they're a suitor. Anyways, um... So so yeah, no. I thought I thought a lot of it was good. We had some uh, we had some developments as well. We had a a, a really good tag match with uh, uh, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte and mystery partner who ended up being Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought it made Chelsea Green look like one of you know the top dogs there in the women's division. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on, so we can just, this is the AEW review. Why do I have that up? We can just hop right into it, I guess.
2: Sure. Uh, the things kicked off with the uh, A-block final for this Cruiserweight Championship tourney. Uh, Drake Maverick versus Kushida versus Jake Atlas. This match was a ton of fun. They were doing all sorts of great, crazy stuff. That uh, uh the double uh, pin attempt that Kushida did especially. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. I feel
2: like this was really the first opportunity Jake Atlas had to show the full breadth of his abilities. Mm-hmm. We've seen little bits of, of uh, specifically like his high-flying stuff. I feel like we saw a lot more of that That springboard blockbuster he did towards being in the match. was really cool. Uh, Drake was still selling the arm injury from last week. Um, and he had that bit where Kushida hits the O'Connor roll on Atlas. Drake charges towards her breaks the pin. So he grabs Drake, and German suplex, he has got a – pitting combination on both of the opponents they both kick out man that was awesome
1: it was really cool stuff it was really really cool stuff Um, it was an interesting
2: controversial finish however so uh, uh, Kushida has Atlas in that deal where in the top he does he leaps off does a flip in air and on impact bang cross arm breaker so he's got that locked in on Atlas Drake comes over and puts an arm over Atlas to cover him rough counts the pinfall upon replay though we see that between the two and three counts, Atlas is tapping. Mm-hmm. Ref doesn't see it, however. Mm-hmm. yeah, so yeah, it was like what's what they gonna do a triple threat for the title ends up not being the case because uh, 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 uh Kushida squash any controversy
1: later on in the show. I'm yeah, I'm yeah exactly. I'm kind of guessing that maybe this finish was simply meant to protect Kushida. Uh to make him all, all not protect necessarily, but to make him look strong on the way out of this tournament. Um because yeah, like you said, he comes up later on and is just like, hey, you know, you're the man. And uh as Drake's music says. And uh and he says, you know, go <laughs> <Yeah>. go win. <laughs> Wait, what? What was that? That's how his music starts. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who's the man? He's the I'm man. I'm the man. I love that song. <laughs> it's great. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Drake Maverick goes on. And then at the end of that match, uh, uh, Phantasma comes down and he shows his respect to Drake Maverick. But then he says, Beto, that title right there is, is me, is mine. And, uh, and Drake's like, and as he's walking away, he's like, that's my life. It's more than just a title to you. It's my life. It's everything. It's my career. So, uh, so yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, I really hope that WWE rehires this guy <laughs> because he's so he's so damn good. He's if so they go damn good. All this and don't hire him back. Gosh darn it! Hey, at least at least he's getting a huge platform on the way out. He totally is. He but totally is. Jesus, like why would you not keep this guy around? He's like really good. I know. He's could you imagine the match him and Devlin would have? Oh, it'd be great. Oh man. It would be great. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I think he's gonna win this damn title and stick no, around.
2: No, I mean, I I've... people are mentioning it here in chat. Uh, I kind of felt this might be the case, at least for the Fantasma side of things. This is all a swerve on his part. He's leading those luchadores who are kidnapping people. Uh, that's gonna come up, come about during the finals. Fantasma's gonna win. Drake's gonna get screwed out of his title his title belt. He's gonna lose his job.
1: Just well, you watch. And i will go to AEW. He'll be fine. Or somewhere else. I don't know. Or they'll bring him
2: back, and then that'll be the story is, is I'm coming after you, Fantas, because
1: you try to take my life away from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, whatever. I, I, I've i really enjoyed this cruiseway Tournament, this Drake Maverick thing. I mean, look, yes, I, I can understand there's a lot of shades of gray here in terms of uh, the the ethical implications of them using a real life firing <laughs> to tell a story. Well, exploiting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I totally get that. But uh, what can you do? It. it I can't. I can't poo poo it too much because if three months from now the guy is still with the WWE, then I'll be like, man, I spent the entire time fretting over his job and he was fine.
2: So you you were emotionally manipulated the entire time, but the end result was a happy one. So you'll let it slide. Um, Yeah, exactly. uh, If the outcome of this is either he gets rehired or goes somewhere else to a fat payday, all right, right. But if a situation where he goes through this uh, (laughs) ends up destitute, well, like you know, the only other company running shows, well, I guess Impact is too. But say uh, neither Impact or AEW is in a position to hire him right away, or just not interested. For whatever reason.
1: Yeah, sure. And
2: then he goes through all this, gets himself over
1: huge. Yeah. And then has no way to take advantage of it. Dude, hey, brother, he's already got a Twitch channel. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. You know, everybody I, else has Twitch channels too, man. It's congested field these days. I think, I think that, look, I'll put it this way I think the dude will be fine. He's immensely talented, he'll land on his feet somehow, somewhere. Uh, uh, I think he'll be okay. He's he's got. I have more I faith. I think he in will him. be too. I, I think have he more will f- be too. I have more faith in his prospects, post if if it, he ends up being in a post WB landscape, uh, than than a lot of other people out there. And that's that's highly likely, just
2: based on what he's managed to do over the last few weeks. If uh, he does all this and hits a home run week in and week out with everything he's been given, and the WB just like. All right, to see yourself out, yeah, and then nothing is immediate for him to latch on to. He's going to lose some momentum, and so unfortunately, and it's going to be a bummer.
1: He's sitting around eating a can of beans <laughs> in a in a train cart somewhere. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I, I want the best form, and I want to see him totally do whatever he wants to do. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, let's get Fear and Loathing says I am going to come up with a Twitch channel for going in raw review watch parties. <laughs> Isn't that like? Wait a second, that's what this is. Yeah. All right. Uh, Uh, People watching us. Yeah. We're not on
2: Amazon Prime. Just going to host. It's all confusing. Anyways, next, Johnny Gargano comes out for a match. Uh, He announces that tonight will be the first Gargano Invitational. Mm -hmm. It's for the first time ever a young superstar will get the honor of stepping in the ring with him, and he looks out to the crowd of all the other uh, NXT talents. One day it could be you. It could be you. It could be you, but tonight the opportunity goes to Adrian he like commiserates with Candace about how to pronounce
1: the last name. He thought it was Adonis. He was like, is this a typo? Is this Adrian Adonis? Yeah. That was funny.
2: Adrian Alanis.
1: Alanis. Yeah. Uh,
2: so this match was, I don't know, 30 seconds. Gargano wins with a Gargano escape. Really Alanis quick. taps. It was not competitive at all. Afterwards, Keith Lee and uh, Mia Yim show up with a TitanTron. They're about to share a meal. They, they go through an extended thing and make fun of the whole Johnny and Candace thing. They got a flashlight they do in the year 2000. That gimmick from the Conan O'Brien show. Um yeah. it didn't overstay it's welcome. Uh, oh, I loved this. I thought this was Yeah, hilarious. I thought it was fun. I think it, it it came it came off pretty well. It was funny. Um and then uh Keith Lee asked me, uh, hey, you know, so what are we having for dinner? And and she <laughs> says, Well, I'm gonna make dinner the same way Candace does takeout. Yeah. And then Tegan Knox comes in with a pizza box from Gargando's pizza, and she's eaten all but two slices and says, Oh, I need one for the road. Takes the the second to the last piece and walks out.
1: She loved, Captain Marvel loves her pizza. I guess so. And Keith Lee's like, "What the hell? I can't do this with one piece of pizza. What the hell?" Yeah, um yeah. I thought this was I thought this was really good stuff. If nothing else, it justified the cheesy black and white stuff that they do in the Gargano home stuff because they were able to spoof it here. I thought to really good effect. Mia Yim yeah. especially was pretty damn, but so was Keith. Keith Lee's. He's God damn it. He's so good. He's so good. You know what I noticed in his delivery a little bit and and, and when he like was addressing the camera, not in the black and white stuff, but he was saying Johnny Gargano. I noted a hint of like Randy Orton in his delivery. And I was like, man, if he is, if he is taking some influence from that, what a great idea. Because he's like, it's like uh, uh, Keith Lee can like, he's a good guy, but he's got that menacing thing when he's doing a promo on you. Mm -hmm. And, and if, and there's a little hint of Orton in there, it works really well. It's part. I, I I see what you're saying, and part of it too. I think is his cadence is. It is. It, yeah,
2: speaks slowly like Randy does.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Drake Maverick interview, and uh, uh, she she uh, what's her uh, what's her name Sarah? No, Sarah. No, it no. was uh, Mackenzie Mitchell. Mackenzie, thank you. Yeah, uh, I always remember her because a uh, 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 moose really had a thing for her back in impact anyway she brings up she was the impact she was the impact interviewer mm. back in the day yeah I'm sure. I'm sure. uh so uh she brings up the uh, tap out and uh he's like he wanted to compete fairly and he's willing to have another match or whatever but then Kushida comes in and he's like hey Drake don't worry about all that just go win go fight for the title and Drake says hey man listen I, I have nothing but respect in the world for you when I win that Cruiserweight championship you get the first shot
2: And Kushida seemed cool with that so yeah he was that ever comes to fruition Uh, after that we had an Imperium promo Uh, They talked about taking over the tag division say these titles aren't coming off their shoulders anytime soon Just like Walter's holding on to that uh, NXT UK title basically forever Uh, They call out Oni and Birch. Oh, sorry They call Oni and uh, and uh, Danny Birch a disgrace to their countries and to the ring because why because the
1: ring is sacred It's sacred It's sacred. Uh, After that, we had Shotzi Blackheart versus uh, Raquel Gonzalez. And uh, holy crap, like Shotzi had, you know, she was doing the whole, you know, smaller person trying to chop down the bigger person thing. But then Dakota Kai at one point steals Shotzi's tank. She starts like ripping off the the tank because Raquel has her like in a submission or something. Yeah. And uh, she's like, look, look at this. And she's like ripping off stuff off the tank. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tegan Knox comes out, gets Dakota Kai out of the tank. Man, she tossed Dakota Kai out of that tank. Yeah, she did. She totally did. Uh, Shotzi tried to go for a roll up on Raquel, gets a two. Raquel drops her with a boot, go to commercial back from commercial. Gonzalez is still in control. Uh, she starts talking some crap. Shotzi makes a comeback. I'm getting to the part where, yeah, okay. So Raquel rolls out of the ring because Shotzi hit a senton. So her and Dakota Kai are standing there, and Shotzi goes up and does a coffin drop. And oh my god. Like Raquel Gonzalez caught part of it, but not much. She basically I mean, clipped she, her. And she Shotzi, like on the
2: top of her shoulders, yeah.
1: Because her her uh uh, uh her uh, what do you call it? her rotation? was like I think a bit more extreme than they were expecting, and she almost landed on her damn head. Yeah, oh, really her,
2: her that looked rough. That
1: and looked, then, like, the almost immediately really after down. that, they get her back in the ring. Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez gets her with like whatever the, the choke slam is or whatever the power bomb Oh, yeah, is. the
2: power bomb deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So, man, oh, shots. That, you know, is during, tough before as that, nails. though, Candy
2: Candace comes out too and gets in Tegan's
1: face, and the ref gets distracted by that. And that's what allows Raquel to get that powerbomb for the win. That cannot be under. I love the NXT is so good at doing that. So, like, Tegan Knox, a friend of Mia Yim's, because they're all good guys, she makes a cameo in their little video. So yep. then she gets roped into the Candace Mia Yim stuff because of her association in that video. And Candace and Tegan used to be friends. So, mm-hmm. man, I love that kind of stuff. That's so good. After that, we had a video package for Damien Priest. I'm going to live
2: forever on your name. Yeah, he might he might live forever, but he's going to lose a takeover.
1: He's going to lose a takeover, yeah. that's Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Next, uh, Rhea Ripley at Io Shirai against Charlotte and Mystery Partner. And that ended up being Robert Stone Brands, at least for the time being, Chelsea Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really do anything with that bit where uh, Charlotte's chopping EO in the corner, EO ducks,
1: and then Charlotte accidentally uh, chops Chelsea. That, really, that didn't really lead to anything in the course. No, no, it did not. Because winning solves everything. I imagine if they would have lost, that would have been a thing. But as long as you win, that's kind of all that matters. I suppose.
2: I suppose. I suppose. Anyways, uh, Charlotte got the win on EO here. Um, so EO hits 619. Uh Chelsea is in the ring. She she runs in the ring. She pushes Charlotte out of the way when Eo's doing a, a springboard dropkick And so EO charges Charlotte who's uh, in Rhea's face Charlotte moves and then Eo uh, knocks Rhea off the apron accidentally. She's like oh dang Charlotte comes up behind rolls her up gets her feet on the ropes to get the win mm-hmm. And then uh, on a dot-com or a Twitter video mm-hmm. uh, Chelsea green told Robert Stone, uh, you're
1: fired. Yeah, wow they're fast tracking that one. Yeah. Um I think so you and I you you had the the idea that perhaps she would uh she'd get what was it? She'd get signed up by Robert Stone Brand. She lost that match against Caden Carter and uh and this would like pretend like she would go on a losing streak while she was with the brand mess, yeah. get dropped by Robert Stone Brand. But it seems like they might be going the inverse way because her gimmick on an Impact and then uh, she sort of carried it over into the NXT house loop was the hot mess where she was like uh, sort of like a, the, the two face of NXT, where she was like had like a half and half thing going where she was like, a, you know, a mess on one side and cleaned up on the other. Uh, so I wonder if her dropping Robert Stone might lead to her going on a, a bit of a, a losing streak, although I kind of feel like they should have built this up with more wins. To show she could, I mean, this is just speculating that she's actually going to be going through this sort of thing. Or they could do a thing where she she drops Robert Stone and Aaliyah starts picking up wins under him. She starts picking up losses and she's like, oh my God, I can't believe this. He won't take her back. And then she goes through that transition into the character. I don't know.
2: Or they might not even go
1: back to that. They might not go back to that at all. I don't know. Uh, But this was, I thought this, she looked like she fit in so well here. You know, she looked Mm -hmm. like she Mm -hmm. fit in with all these top players.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Uh, We get a Johnny and Candice interview next. They call themselves the one true power couple on NXT. Mm -hmm. Uh, Johnny says, the takeover, uh, I'm going to take that North American title off Keith Lee. And Candace says, well, yeah, I can't wait that long to get my hands on Mia Yim. I want her next
1: week in a match. And then she says, and Tegan, you should be ashamed. Yeah. And they I know, they asked I like when Mackenzie asked about the you know, what'd you think about that really funny skit? And then Johnny uh, Candace was like Funny, you're supposed to be impartial, and Johnny says it was lowbrow. Yeah. <laughs> he called yeah. it lowbrow. Lowbrow. This was great. So Adam Cole and William Regal were having
2: negotiation live <laughs> over Zoom. On a Zoom call. This was great. Uh, so Adam Cole is complaining that he didn't get his well deserved celebration for being champion for a whole year tonight. Uh, said it was put on ice because of the velveteen dream and regal's like ah i've got no got time, time for whining adam cole yeah and adam cole says all right i'll keep it simple uh i want to get a fair shot those tag titles last time they had to take on a, a team they weren't prepared for mm-hmm. uh, and then cole wants to make sure that velveteen dream never gets in this business again never gets another title opportunity and then Regal's like hold on dream deserves another title shot uh and that will that will probably happen to take over i like how he said probably yeah um And Cole wonders, like, hey, where's all this charity for the dream coming from? It's all about the dream. He has his own spotlight. He has his own couch. It's all about him. And Regal says, hey, Adam Cole, you crave the spotlight just as much as he does. And Adam Cole's all offended by it. He says it's insulting to be compared to the Velveteen dream. It's insulting because Adam Cole has been the cornerstone of NXT this whole time. And the Undisputed era have made you look pretty dang good, uh, uh, William Regal. And then Regal, yeah, Regal says
1: something about, I have no time for people crying like a baby. And then uh, Adam Cole said, ha, that's a funny joke. That's probably the funniest joke I've heard from you since you were a real since you were a man's man, or a real man's man, or whatever it was. That was really good. Yeah, that was that was really good. These guys have such great chemistry.
2: I know. Um Cole says, all right, I'll agree with this match gets Veloteen Dream, but after I beat him a takeover, Dream will never get another title shot so long as Adam Cole is champion. Mm-hmm. And Regal says, all right, I agree to that. But it will be at a setting worthy of the NXT championship. So Cole
1: says, deal, leave meeting. Then he leaves, yeah, he hits leave meeting. So uh, we can talk about this. Uh, what this setting is rumored to be. Because uh, Fightful Select, go check yep. them out, go subscribe. Yes, uh, go we subscribe. got an email from them this morning, or all their subscribers did, not just us. Uh, nice. And uh, apparently they are they're setting up like a ring behind the performance center full sale at full sale. Yeah. I'm sorry. at full sale. And they're having the talent like carpool there. And they're going to like surround the ring with their, I'm assuming the headlights are going to be on the ring. Yeah. And there might be like a spotlight directly. It's going it. to be the Bob Falfa invitational. <laughs> ah! The Bob Falfa <laughs> invitational. Hey, man, have you seen a piss yellow car riding up these streets? <laughs> that's Milner, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Falfa. Oh, man, that's They're going to recreate
2: the mean streets of downtown Modesto. Circa <laughs> 1950-whatever.
1: Oh, man, yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's going to be cruising. have some Wolfman Jack on commentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. They're probably going to film it, like, cinematically or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, yeah, that'll be cool. I don't know. I don't know what I'm it. So, like, there's also another Fightful Select uh, article about, uh, and there's no names mentioned, but that they are expecting more NXT call-ups coming up soon. Yeah. <sighs> Given, Here's another thing to, shh, shh. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say this. My inclination for this Adam Cole Velveteen Dream thing is given that Velveteen Dream has barely been involved or on TV, I kind of get the feeling that he's going to be called up soon and he's not going to be winning at TakeOver. And Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era, they are a cornerstone of NXT. They are a proven mm-hmm. commodity. I think they're probably going to stick around. That's my... that's my Another route.
2: thing to consider is, I believe it was WrestlingNews.co is reporting that Adam Cole's contract was up in August. Yeah, somebody should mention that. Yeah. I would be really surprised if he were to leave, given uh, uh, you know the, the success he's had in NXT. That being said, his girlfriend's in AEW. Got a lot of friends over there. Yeah. Uh, while I'd be shocked if he did leave... Uh, it's a possibility. Another I reason mean, I'd be really surprised at, uh, for a dispute error to get called up is that Kyle O'Reilly, uh, he hasn't been participating because mm-hmm. I believe he's a diabetic and mm-hmm. worried, you know, about himself given the pandemic situation. I would be somewhat surprised if they called him called them up
1: without him being there. I think that would be less of a thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what would be. Sweetening the pot for Adam Cole and saying, hey, listen, you've done such great work here in NXT. We're going to move you up to the main roster, especially with his contract coming up. You know, hey, sign an extension Um, that uh, I would think. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I think there's a lot of variables. I'm not sure. I personally don't know how much the Kyle O'Reilly thing would factor in and obviously if they're going to do like an invasion thing, maybe that was going to be the big summertime angle. Could they were be. thinking but, yeah of. it
2: depends too. it. Like, you know, we, we know everybody in a dispute are, are legitimately tight. They're sure, good friends. Yeah. yeah. And whether they would feel like they would want to go up all together, mm-hmm. even have a say in the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Um, they yeah people rarely have a say in that kind of thing. I would think that if they wanted to do a big invasion thing, they'd want all four guys for sure. Yes. Yeah, um, that, maximum impact, yes. That being said, it, it's WWE. They could do something as stupid as you have the Undisputed Era, like, invade, and Velveteen Dream is with them. You know what I mean? They do weird stuff like that sometimes. Like, or they'll, Gar- or they'll just break them up. Yeah, or they'll just break them up, exactly. So you can never tell what WWE is going to do creatively because it's Vince, and, like, who knows if Vince even watches NXT. Which
2: might be another reason why I'm cool. is like, all right, I've had a good run here in NXT. Oh, oh. You want to put with the main? Where's Tony Khan's phone number? <laughs> <You
1: know? laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I don't want to leave here. Um, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. There's also, and this this can't be overlooked. He loves his Twitch channel, and he has become a known commodity on Up Up Down Down. And as silly as that may sound, I think to some people that is. I think to him. That's one potential reason to stick around. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that like supersedes anything else. I'm just saying that might be one more reason. Um, and they have the, while in NXT, they have treated him like an absolute king. Yeah. They have. So uh, after uh, that, we yes. had a uh, uh, lurking and Birch at the pub, drinking some water, some pints drinking of water. water. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I guess they're going after those tag tiles. That's what I gathered from this. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a W for Imperium at Takeover. If that's where this match happens. Yes. Next, Leon Ruff
1: taking on Tommaso Ciampa. So this Ciampa match was makes like his... it was like four minutes long, and it was like three minutes too long.
2: Yeah. So Ciampa makes his way down the ring. Uh, Scarlet Bordeaux walks down to ringside, and Ciampa is distracted by her. He's just looking at her. Bell rings. Uh, Leon Ruff goes for a roll up because Ciampa's all distracted. Ciampa kicks out. Ruff is using his uh, 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 his quickness advantage for a bit, trying to get some offense in. Ciampa just drops him with the knee. A bit later, Ciampa blows a kiss to Scarlet, hits Ruff with fairytale in to get the win, and then Karrion Cross shows up with the Tron, and I like how they framed it. It was super tight mm-hmm. like this, black and
1: white. His, dude, his mouth wasn't even in it. It was like it was here great. and up. Yeah, it was great. It was great, um, and he delivered a really good promo. Oh, yeah, man, it was terrific. Saying, Ciampa, I got
2: to agree with you. You are special. But I promise you that on June seventh, I'm gonna make you feel something that you've never felt in your life.
1: Mm -hmm. Horny. Really
2: good to the point. What'd you say?
1: Horny. You staring at Scarlet Bordeaux that whole time. She had gray hair too. Mm -hmm. I think people I think they I think it's supposed to be silver. Because kids do that these days. Yeah. They make their hair silver. But to me it just looks like you're old now. It's gray. It's gray hair. (laughs) It's gray hair. It's like time traveling. Old Scarlet Bordeaux showed up a ringside. Mm-hmm. I liked her little stare down with him at the end. I thought that was really effective because she had like she had like a smile, but then she turned to like concern. But was it concern for him because Cross is about to f this dude up?
2: Oh yeah, yeah he is.
1: Yeah, yeah he is. So next week, confirm Drake versus Phantasma for the interim
2: cruiserweight belt. Ooh. Me Yim versus Candice LeRae. Grudge match, then uh, a bunch of filler. Man, um, that
1: Drake Phantasma match! I'm gonna do my damnedest not to spoil that stuff for myself. Oh boy! Uh, hopefully,
2: it'll be more than just those two matches. Because what they got the the recaps for Dream? Those and recaps Cole. are gonna
1: be long. They they named and then them. the Women's Triple Threat. They named That's them true. prime target. Right. Those are gonna be like a half hour each, dude. Really long. It's gonna be a breezy recap next week, then.
2: Yeah, I know. Uh, then our main event. Timothy Thatcher versus Matthew Rydell. So it's the fight pit. No ropes. Mm-hmm. No turnbuckle covers. Right. There's like an elevated platform that surrounds the cage on top. Mm-hmm. Oh, like three feet wide or so. Got Kurt Angle in there as your ref. Yeah. So I liked how they did this. Competitors enter the ring. They each start on top on the platform. Mm-hmm. And they both have to get down. Uh, Riddle leaps down. He immediately goes on a run. Uh, uh, he hits a showtime kick. Uh, and that's when he knocks out knocks out Timothy Thatcher's teeth. Yeah, so Thatcher's he, down there for the, for the ten count. He gets a eight, and he starts like <laughs> blood coming out, picking his teeth up off the mat.
1: It was so gross. It was great because like he's already got like some weird funky like you know he's got some... a, he's got a tooth two missing already. Yeah, that's he, obvious, you, know, you could tell. Yeah, he's got he's got battle mouth. You know these mm-hmm. his mouth is basically you know a road map of his battles, and yeah. uh, and it's just a mess. I think that's why he talks a little on the weird side. Um, but man it had so much legitimacy to the dude mm-hmm. uh so mm-hmm. yeah he gets up and then the great thing is they don't shy away from the blood and that that was part of why you knew I mean beyond the fact that this kick was not going to send his teeth out no. uh but i love the gore effect you know he goes to the to the cage and they're checking his eyes to make sure for concussion stuff and then like and he's, his te- his mouth is open it's just frothing with blood yeah it was very effective i thought this was it was rad. good and the, and the trainer was like, took
2: the flashlight, looked at his mouth for like 15 seconds. Yeah, he's good. You, so you still want to fight? He says, yeah, I want to fight. All right, thanks to Russell. You're good. You're good. Yeah. I mean, then you get him out of the cage. It wasn't, it wasn't a thorough medical examination, but he stretched the imagination.
1: I love that Thatcher was doing his best impression of like an animal as well. He's like, eh, 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 yeah. as he yeah. was being checked. Yeah, like I'm trying fun. to feed Gypsy a pill or something. Uh, so eventually... <laughs> They make their
2: way up to the platform uh, surrounding the the top of the ring. Uh, they're brawling up there. Uh, some submission stuff. And then uh, Matt Riddle hits. So Thatcher's going for a butterfly suplex. A suplex. Riddle off the platform back down the ring. Riddle escapes that. Hits Thatcher with a V-trigger. Or final flash, whatever, whatever Moro calls it. Uh, Thatcher tumbles off that to the mat. Riddle follows that with his uh, floating bro. Um, a little bit more back and forth. He rams Riddle into the cage. He locks into rear naked choke. And then Riddle's like trying to bounce Thatcher off all the walls of the cage, trying to knock him off. Eventually this falls backwards. That's the only way you can get Thatcher to release the hold. For a moment, Thatcher puts it back on. Uh, Riddle passes out. But it was fun, brutal, felt real. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, It was a sufficient amount of clumsiness to make it feel like a legitimate fight Mm -hmm. with just enough pro wrestling in there. Uh, So the language... Uh, that was familiar to pro wrestling fans. It wasn't just all map-based stuff, you know. Uh, at one, you know, like uh, at one point, uh, Thatcher locks Riddle into a triangle and try and Riddle powers him up to try to power bomb. You know, there was stuff that pro wrestling fans could be still familiar with, the usual tropes of certain spots. But they really invested a lot of time in in, in creating a match that felt very much found uh, founded on. Uh, MMA and
1: catch wrestling. It was a lot of fun. Now, uh, DangMQ here in chat is saying there are reports from PW Insider that Riddle is shooting promos for his SmackDown debut. Larson, what are the odds that come Friday night when we're doing our SmackDown recap that we're going to be sitting here face palming to shit over what his initial. Smackdown debut promos are gonna be It's like a 90% guarantee man Ah, A 90% guarantee Wow I was gonna go as high As 50-50 I'm
2: I'm, I'm preparing myself to feel embarrassed To be watching it and not for anything Matt Riddle's doing Yeah, It's just the situation where Like you know he comes to work That day and uh, Bruce Pritchard's up you know gives him Talks to him introduces himself Uh, So uh, here this is what (laughs) uh, This is what we got you doing And he looks at it and just goes (laughs) Bro. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And oh, then he does man. it. And they're like, no way do they have any idea uh, what the Matt Riddle character is. I'm just totally preparing myself for that to be the
1: case. I know. I know. Me too. Me too. Zavala Clubs is watching Be the Hacker. He's like sitting there, bro. He's got like a keyboard in front of him. He's like hunting and pecking. Bro, what's a hack? What do I do? How do I get this to print? (laughs) Uh, Bruce, what the fuck? What the fuck? Uh,
2: Yeah, I'll I'll get on the Patreon. All right. Fear and loathe, empowering people you want to see negotiate
1: live with William Regal. Matt Riddle's high on that list. Oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be really good. Uh, he was really good on uh, was it backstage? I think he was on backstage. I saw some clips from it where he was talking about the difference between a bro and a stallion and what a st- can a bro be a stallion, can a stallion be a bro and whatnot. <laughs> Apparently he said he also said that uh, Shane McMahon was down the hall from the Goldberg confrontation yeah. at SummerSlam yeah. and that Shane came up to him afterwards and said, Thank you for not punching Goldberg and he's like, That's not a stallion move. Well now, he s- said
2: he said, Why would I punch him backstage when I can beat him in a fight in front of millions? Uh, so that's a stallion move. That's dream. a stallion
1: move, but punching him out backstage is not a stallion move. Nope. nope. See, Matt well, Riddle just wants to do business. His mind's on business. Right? That's I thought that's what pro wrestling was about, making
2: money. Maybe he, he, maybe he takes it upon himself to try to build some angles. His mind seemingly is always about business.
1: I thought that was what the well, grabbing the brass ring was.
2: According to Kurt Hawkins, he was on Talk as Jericho, like, I guess, years ago. Uh, the RAW after Mania, they he said that they'd always do like a RAW RAW speech about going out and grabbing that opportunity, and then at a certain point they just stopped doing it because they realized it was all BS. <laughs> <laughs> because you go out there and get your he referenced uh, Zach Ryder, of course, the Long Island IZ stuff where he Zach Ryder got himself over. He essentially forced everybody's hand to put that U.S. title
1: on him, mm-hmm. and then they did absolutely nothing with it. Mm-hmm. And he oh, said, that's interesting. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, Ryan here in chat says Pritchard was working MLW with Riddle. He said he's been very high on him. Will that play into how he's booked? If that is true, if that is true, I think yes. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope it comes, I hope it pans out because
2: Matt Riddle's great. Um, I love him. God, I love where him. Was I? Anyway, so yeah, Kurt uh, uh, Hawkins, Brian Myers, what was I saying they stopped doing that speech at a certain point because everybody realized it was BS uh, so they just—I guess they just stopped with the formality of, of of BS and the talent, and just you know, hey, if we want to push you, we want you to be a top in a top spot, you'll get there. Otherwise, try as you may, no chance it will probably happen.
1: Yeah, you know, and I, I still say with with Kurt Hawkins, I don't know what the deal there was. I don't get it. He had he had seemingly all the ingredients. And I refuse to believe that, like, that first crap gimmick that they gave him the, you know, the face, face, the, face facts the facts, thing, facts Chuck Norris things,
2: essentially. Yeah. They
1: could have pivoted from that. I mean, they had that his losing streak, the, which they were trying to make a story with. They gave him the tag titles and then nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Nothing. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, that was weird. That was weird.
2: I mean, how, but, you know, like, as bad as the face the facts gimmick was, how are we supposed to take that seriously, anyways, when he debuts on the pre show of No Mercy?
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, I know. I know they didn't even give it an opportunity. Nope. You know.
2: uh, white brownie ninety two. If and when everything goes back to normal, should WB take NXT
1: out of a out to a big arena for their first live tell audience show? You know that's one reason why I think NXT, especially this week with the crowd there, it felt like a I don't know like in terms of the crowd aspect of things, it felt like a full sale crowd anyways because by and large they observe. They will make their voices known. They'll make their voices heard, but it's not like it's the the white noise of a large crowd. Mm-hmm. You can hear like individual voices at full sale, yeah. just like you could last night. Um, totally. I, I personally, for me, yes, I think that NXT would be great if they went on tour. That's just I would love to see that. Uh,
2: I, I would be okay with that so long as it was you know uh, uh, three months, three weeks out of the month they're at full sale. One show a month, they'll go somewhere else Mm -hmm. if they can make that all work financially. But usually, about once a month, they do you know, like two, three, or four dates somewhere else in the country. So, if you just tie um, a a TV taping around those set of dates, maybe it would work out.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see them. I'd like to see them go on a tour, I think it'd be great. Um, and I mean, you know, like uh, 5,000 seat venues, I think it'd be yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, I honestly think that. I do think that there is a difference between the standard NXT – or I'm sorry, your, your NXT fan and – I mean, maybe the demographics don't prove out for this, but I do think there's a difference between the NXT – the perception of NXT with WWE fans and the perception of main roster. I think that the perception of main roster isn't great. I think that the perception of NXT, especially when they put on episodes like this, I think that you can have week to week a hot 5,000 people in a venue that's fit for 5,000 people – and it will make the show look like a million bucks.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Dubs, the only way you can ruin Riddle is if your writers get fired for writing soap operas. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fear and loathe in Riddle's first night on Smackdown. Here, put on this Archer costume. You're on in 15 seconds. <laughs> ah!
1: Yes! Put on this Archer cut, bro. I like That's arrows. Right, you're an Archer. What? <laughs> you know I'm how to like, shoot
2: arrows bro
1: <laughs> <Ooh>.
2: <laughs> Oh uh, man. White Brain A2 says Steve check out Justice League Dark
1: uh, Apocalypse War you'll love it. I tried you watching love it. I watched uh <laughs> You'll love it. I watched uh Flashpoint. And uh, it was okay. The animation was a bit on the simplistic side but uh, let's see here. Thomas Dunnigan. Create a stable using only Triple H guys and gals. Using NXT, Raw, and SmackDown rosters. Four men, three women. So, Adam Cole, Finn. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. That's a killer stable right there. Seth Rollins. Oh, and Seth. Yeah, there's your four guys. And then... Oscar, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. And, and then, Shayna, right? Yeah. Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah. <clears> Hugh <throat> Long, heavy. the best case scenario for Riddle on
1: Maine is they make him wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Scott Hill Jr. I see Dexter Loomis as a great character with a lot of potential within the confines of NXT, but he seems like he would not flourish on the main roster. Do you share this opinion? I kind of feel like of- it's too early to tell with him. Uh, I just have a hard time believing they're going to do anything. I mean, his character, while unspoken, is
2: is serial killer. That's what yeah. it is. That's not going to fly in the main roster.
1: Yeah, but I, th- I... Okay, so here's the thing. His character can't actually be revealed to be a serial killer. No, it never will be. They're that's going- the implication. They're, sure, but they're going to have to do something... More with him and his character, to give us an idea of like what he really is. Yeah,
2: because what's the what's the alternative? Say he does the stuff he does. He lingers in the shadows, stares at people, doesn't blink. Uh, is generally creepy. He's got creepy music.
1: What's the alternative to serial killer? Well, there's a limit to what that. There, there's a limit to that. I don't know. I don't. I do not know. I mean, it. Yeah. It. It might be the kind of thing where they've dug him into they've they've dug creatively a hole that is going to be kind of tough to add dimension to you know like people want characters with dimension like yeah. ideally yeah and just having a serial killer around i don't i don't know that i mean if he gets to main roster he's potentially they're looking there it might be a comedy act situation yeah i know where he's I like know. you know 24/7 champion but nobody wants to approach him
2: I know that's exactly what it'd be. Uh, Let the fiend in. Don't know if I'm reading too far into this, but it was funny that both Johnny and Ciampa had squash matches. Parallel symmetry,
1: symmetry, symmetry. Yeah, they're doing and they're I, doing squash matches on a weekly basis these days, though.
2: Uh, Gareth Nicholas, I'd love to see more of the style of cage match, WB tag team bout, in there would be cool too. Yeah, what? Like team MMA. You ever seen that?
1: A uh, team MMA is my favorite thing. It's amazing. Oh, it's so great. Uh Dangham Q. what happens to Peter Dune
2: when he comes back?
1: Hopefully he'll be elevated up the roster.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. Let the fiend in. That's a good point. Chill Roman, Matt Riddle, dope
1: tag team. I'd love That'd that. Be great. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, Pete Dunn put him in the, 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 the fight pit with uh, Thatcher to redeem go. his friend Matt Riddle.
2: There you go. That'll be good. Kind of feel like all of Tim Thatcher's matches should be in the fight
1: pit from now on. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah, that or just or just pit. like a, or just like a pit in general. Put them like in like literal, a little
2: hole in the ground, an yeah. actual
1: hole in the ground. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah,
2: even better, even better than, than the fight pit, a literal pit.
1: Uh, let's see here. Uh... <laughs> old man Marcus uh, says ever since Dream came back, I've been feeling kind of meh on him. I agree. He says, uh, my question is, what can they do to save the cold dream feud with one week of TV time remaining? They, I mean, they can try to hype it with this video package, but there nothing's happened. Nothing has happened in this feud. Nothing has no,
2: happened. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. I mean, the NXT's production department's really good. Uh, that being said, um, you're really going to make some, some lemonade out of lemons in this scenario.
1: Maybe they can machinimate some 2K19 stuff. There you go. Maybe they, they can, can do that.
2: Fabricate things that never
1: happened. <laughs>
2: exactly. I
1: go back to what was the last one with the uh, custom cutscenes in it?
2: The custom story mode. Fourteen. Fourteen. They go. They use that. Yeah. And you know, do the the cutscenes with the the chat <laughs> bubbles and everything. All that. <laughs> the chat bubbles. All that.
1: Oh yeah. Anyways, that's it for questions over here. Do you have any more?
2: Nope. We're done. All we're
1: right. Good. We'll be back a little bit later on today with uh, Pin Loser Draw. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Uh Goodbye. Twitch chat, stay tuned. We're going to do a raid. Sure.